All right, all right. Y'all know what that means. Those beeps mean it's about to go down. What's up, boo? Hey, how you doing? Okay, now look at you, girl. Your makeup pop. First of all, Ooh. your makeup popping. <laughs> Thank your you. eyes, what they call that, smoky? She got the smoky eyes, all right? Her, the afro, uh, the ponytail is all natural, <laughs> and I don't know what they what they call it's it. It's an afro pup. It's just afro pup. Afro I'm, pup. I'm trying, because I lost my hair back in 76, <laughs> so I don't know about that. What's going on, guys? We are excited to bring you guys another episode of Coach My Love TV, all right? Now, check this out, y'all. Now, your boy been working all day. I said, you know what? I got to give the people what they want. Okay, and I told my wife she came up with the topic of today, so I don't even know what the topic of the day was. Now she was trying to tell your boy, and I'm like, no, I want to wait because I want I want a fresh reaction, fresh uh, conversation. So she gonna lead this conversation, guys. All right. So for before we get started, remember you guys can always follow us on. Coach My Love TV, that's on YouTube. You can also email us at coachmylovetoday at gmail.com. And you can always follow us online at www.coachmylove.com. Did I get it right yes, this time? You got it right. I got it in you one try. Right. One try. He's been one studying. Try. I get it. <laughs> Deal. All right. Nice. So check it out. Wife, would you go ahead and, and I, I forgot one thing. I'm your boy, Coach Michael, and this is Siobhan Ballard. Right. We are certified relationship coaches here to bring you some great information, some great inspiration so you can get your love life in order in that order. So, baby, go ahead, drop the knowledge, tell the people what the topic is about today. First of all, viewer discretion may be advised. I can't leave this by myself without some information that you shared with me the other night that was really not mind-blowing for me okay so we have this platform we call it the 12 criteria that quantify a great sex life okay that's right that's right that's right okay so let me let me give him a little pretext to okay. it Help me so out. you know i was driving one day and you know uh, you know i was talking to god and he was telling me how you know a lot of people keep talking about when you know, their sex relationship or their sex is bad or good, right? But people really don't know how to really put that in words when they say sex is good or sex is bad. So, you know, and I'm, we've been there, right? We know, we, 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 we kind of generalize what good is and, you know, we can definitely talk about what, what bad is and that's different uh, amongst everybody. So God broke it down to me and he gave me like 12 points to... uh break down what good sex is, right? Because, you know, it could be different from everybody, but these 12 points really do bring home um, some of the ideas on how you can really tell if your sex life is great or not, okay? And and here's another thing, too, when we talk about great sex. Um, for men, you know, most of the time we get our... Uh, sexual experiences from television, from pornography, from the locker room, right? We have these conversations, but we really don't have real conversations about this topic, right? Most people don't. And we just kind of throw it out in the air. And a lot of people are embarrassed to even talk about this topic because, you know, they feel like when you get to a certain age, you should already know these things. But that's not true. 
I learned a long time ago when when I was in my young 20s and I was talking to a guy who was in his 30s. He had made a statement about sex. And I'm like, bro, you 30 some years old and you still think that happens? Like, that let me know that people really don't have real conversation about this topic. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, 12 points. So I know I got off on the tangent, my bad, because I know I told you my, my wife was leading this. So, baby, go ahead. Finish what you were saying. Okay. Well, he's definitely going to have to chime in because he's got, like, the bread and, was it, meat and potatoes behind the facts. But I'm more going to elaborate on the points that he brought up. So when we talk about good versus bad, it's very relative. It's culturally relative. It's personally relative. And the way he broke it down is really fitting for whoever you are. And it's not just about size and rhythm there's so much more that goes into having a great sex life than we often think about and even when we think about you know we had a bad experience or a good experience with someone that might be just one of out of the two or mm-hmm. out of the 12 points that you're just hitting on but even after so long that one factor out of the 12 can wear out after a while and get old to the point where before you know it that same sex you were having that was so good a year later, it's the same, but you not receiving it and perceiving it the same. That's true. That's true. You know, what I've learned in my studies is that, you know, and, and here's a big thing, too. Y'all heard of this the, the infamous one-night stand, right? Mm-hmm. Baby, tell them, break that down. How you feel about that whole one-night <laughs> stand? Because my wife has a very, uh, she's adamant about this. You know, growing up and, and dating back in the day. You know, she was all, she used to, I remember one day my wife did an interview long, long time ago and they asked her, have you ever had a one night stand? And she was, young. this was before uh, your boy yeah. and she made a statement that was so funny. She's like, I will never have a one night stand because they keep coming back. <laughs> they always keep coming back. <laughs> you know, I, I ain't really, that was, that was, wasn't that funny, you know what I'm saying? But honestly, <laughs> it was fun, you know, it was, it was just for the interview, a little humor for the interview. But, you know but let me ask you, why don't okay. you believe in one night stands? Uh, I don't believe in one night stands for many reasons. And I personally never had a one night stand. I do understand why people do it, but the risks that come with it is just so heavy. I'm not even just talking about the soul ties and possible exposure to STDs and babies and all of that. You having sex with a complete stranger off of a whim, off of a fantasy and off of an urge. And that is extremely dangerous on many levels because once I really learned the full beauty behind sex and the meaning of it, it rocked my world. Like it changed everything for me. And once I really dissected sex and what it means, I looked at the situation of the one night stands again. I'm like, how empty, how much of a shell of a person you must be to have a one night stand. Not even just for ladies, but especially for men, because the world promotes men to have sex with as many people as possible with no feelings, no attachments, and just move around, just spreading your bodily fluids everywhere you go. How disrespectful are you being to yourself? To allow yourself to be opened up and shared with any random person that you just happen to meet because they look good or you got a few drinks in you. That's so dangerous. Yeah, yeah. And you know, that's that's true. Um and some of the other things too. Now we we can we, we gonna have some statistics like, you know, with my studies I've learned that about seventy percent of women 
doing a sexual experience don't climax doing normal sexual experience. And one of the reasons why that is is because most women are really disconnected from either the partner or the partner is really disconnected from the woman, meaning it's it's more of a self-pleasing act. They're not really concerned with the other person. What was it? What was the running joke or something that you said that that people you say about when when two people are having sex and one doesn't orgasm? What what do you say the guy said? Oh oh yeah, you guys have probably heard this. It's a race. When I'm having well, I'm not saying this. I'm quoting now. I've heard people say like when I'm having sex, I don't care if they come or not. It's about whoever gets there first. It's a race. And it's like even with the one night stand from a woman's perspective, a lot of times women, we're just too self-conscious, too focused on our flaws and insecurities to even enjoy the experience. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to getting to know someone and connecting with them and, you know, easing those insecurities. But I mean, honestly, I don't feel like a one night stand would be as satisfying as it would be in the committed, connected relationship. You know, for that reason, um, and and you know, I, we can't get too deep because uh, you know we, we we can talk about this all day. But the twelve, when we talk about the twelve factors, now if you really want to go deep into it, if you really want us to help you with those things, you got to come to CoachMyLove.com. Hit us up, and if you have any problems in that intimate area, we can really help you guys take that level that your your sexual experience to the next level with the person you with. But I'm going to hit just on a few of the 12, right? One of the 12 uh, points is, and it, and it may seem simple, hygiene. Yes. All right? Hygiene is a big factor. You know, when we talk about hygiene, we're talking about not just for women, because, you know, we always do the running joke on women and how, you know, things smell and stuff like that. But, man, you got to get it together, brother. Listen, fellas. You guys be off the chain. Well, I, I don't know, but I'm hearing <laughs> stories. Some of you dudes from, from the clients we, we talked to, some of you fellas be off the chain with your hygiene, brothers. Mm-hmm. All right? That, you got you to gotta keep that stuff in check, man. We, we always making jokes to the woman. But, it, but, the, but the men got to keep it in check, too. Wouldn't you agree? I do agree. And I'm going to tell you guys something. So you all probably heard, you know, people say, well, when you stink, you can smell yourself. You know you stink. Not necessarily. Because I'm talking from a medical standpoint now. This is my background over 10 years in the healthcare industry. From my studies in biology. After so many hours, you become nose blind to your odor, odor or odors around you if you have long-term exposure to them. You become nose blind to them because you're olfactory nerve which is a nerve in this area that sends signals to your brain to sense a smell or odor it cuts off after a while it's a protective mechanism to help you identify new smells so if you stank you may not smell that you stank but other people around you would know that you stank but you will know if you've showered or not so that's the personal hygiene it's important also you know when you when you sit around garbage for a long time you start you don't smell the garbage no more okay it don't smell that bad anymore. So, yes, and hygiene is a big issue. And not just a big issue, but if you have a partner and you guys are dealing with hygiene issues, it may be hard for you guys to even have that conversation with your mate about the hygiene, okay? Just a little side note, we can guys can help you with some terminology and some tips 
on how you guys can 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 deal with that. Cause don't nobody want to get in the bed funky, fellas. You been out all day playing gym, gym, gym and you get in the bed with your feet dirty and stuff like that. <laughs> you can't do that. All right, Please hygiene. Don't, That's don't one of that. the twelve. Give me another one of the twelve. Uh, twelve issue is um, we talked about uh, genital. Um, what the word we use? Genital attractiveness. attractiveness. Genital attractiveness. We had appearance. Genital attractiveness. Okay. What that means is, I know you know it's it's crazy, but how you see your partner's love packages. If you're not attracted to what that looks like, then that will affect your sexual experience, right? Totally. And you know we're talking grooming. We're talking now. There are some medical things that you know. With overgrown labias, is it labias? Mm-hmm. Labias. We're trying to use um, this. I'm trying to use the politically <laughs> trying correct to keep term. It clean. We don't want to get flagged. We don't want to so. get flagged. We're trying to keep it medical. Right, right, right. But you know, um, and we got some questions. What's some of the questions that are coming in on our live feeds? All right, let's see what we got, we got here. One of the questions we got here: Do you enjoy? Okay, it shouldn't be hard. She's supposed to be your best friend. That's true. You should be able to talk about anything together if it hurts or not. I feel like especially if you at the level where y'all having sex, y'all should be able to at least communicate those things as mm-hmm. uncomfortable as it may seem. That's true. That's it's true. Important. You're right. But you know what? Just because someone is your best friend still doesn't mean that talking about those issues won't be difficult. Right? We are we have great friends, we have great respect, but there are still some conversations that we have together that sting, that hurt, that are uncomfortable, that causes some anger and some resentment because we're natural, we're human. So, you know, you can't just always think just because y'all cool and y'all speak about different things that that it's not going to be difficult to talk about because they really are. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. go ahead. Um, also, I was going to piggyback off of what he said about the genital attractiveness. That does vary from culture to culture as well. Here in the Western culture, Western hemisphere of the world, it is very common for an adult male to be circumcised, and that's what we're groomed as a culture to see as attractive. But there are lots of other cultures from around the world who don't believe in circumcision, and you hear about a lot of jokes about, you know, they have bad hygiene and the, I'll call it penis cheese, and all the things that come with it and the turtleneck, like, we make a lot of jokes of it, but to somebody that's attractive, but to the average American woman, they may not be so much because it's more than an appearance at that point. It's also a hygiene thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not necessarily saying if you're an uncircumcised male that you don't know how to keep yourself clean, but in general, no. Well, yeah, it definitely could be important. A, it, it could be a culture thing. Now, let's say you with a spouse and the genital, uh, and say awareness, attractiveness, <laughs> general, general. So you know, gentlemen. So be aware too. So let's say you have a, a guy who is not attracted to the to the woman. Does that mean that she throws it away? Does that mean that it can't be enjoyable? No, it doesn't mean that. But they do need to have a conversation about it because that person may be okay with it within themselves. So you have to learn ways to get around that, and you have to learn tips. But you do have to address it. Same thing with, with women with the labia. Some of them are. Are large. Some of them are, you know, deformed, discolored. There's even labia surgeries that women are having to mm-hmm. make themselves look prettier. Things like that. There's nothing wrong with self care. There's nothing wrong with feeling like you want to look the best for yourself, for your partner. It all means if you can afford it, if you can do it, go for it. But when you begin to discriminate against your partner because of things that they cannot control, then those are issues that we can help you with. 
um, that we need to work with you on on solving those issues because you don't want to uh, stop something that you can't necessarily change to make to keep that from having a great sexual experience, right? Mm-hmm. All right, that's three. Another one of them we talk about genital size, right? That's another thing that you, for most men, can't really control the size of their their genitals, right? But it ha- it is a topic that's joked about, that's talked about, that 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 you know men deal with, you know, in the locker rooms. Uh, women deal with, you know, when they talk about, um, so, you know, they say, let me ask, does, does let me ask the woman now, now, does size really matter? That, that is the question that we ask all the time, fellas. We want to know, does size matter? You mean like personally or in general? <laughs> personally. Size matters to me. I'm sorry. It does. And just a side note, ladies, you can control your size with one word. It's called kegels look it up fellas size does matter but we also have to be mindful of whatever your size is you want to make sure it's compatible and comfortable for your partner women come in different sizes and shapes and heights and you know widths etc so you want to match that partner and you want it to be compatible both ways so uh yeah for me personally size does matter you know and um for other women it may not matter that's all a matter of where does sex lie as a priority in your relationship and to me sex is extremely important in my relationship I want to be satisfied so you know let's say without getting too personal if my partner was not satisfying me you know you deal with it you just make do with what you got but when everything is on and popping like you wouldn't want to substitute that for anything so you show a lot of gratitude for that But uh, as far as the ladies, you know, there are women also getting surgeries to tighten their walls. There are creams that claim to do certain things to make you more youthful and, Mm -hmm. you know, snatched back, as they say. I've even heard a joke back in the day about people taking vinegar baths. I still don't know what that is, but, (laughs) you know, everybody's very mindful. Bag of salt and salt, (laughs) potato chips. Everybody's very. mindful of size and it almost seems to take precedence over anything else when it comes to sex and i'll tell you as though is sex or size is important to me personally it doesn't make or break a relationship and it doesn't necessarily mean that the bigger the better because your partner can be so large where it's uncomfortable you can't have sex at all and that's the problem there was a man in mexico let me turn off this alarm There was a man in Mexico. He was on one of the Guinness Book of World Records for having the world's largest penis in the world. I think it was like two feet long or something. He had it wrapped in bandages. He was living like in a hut somewhere. And it was disgusting. It had infections and it was disturbing. But the thing that was most shocking to me was even with all of this length, he couldn't even use it. It was constantly flaccid. And he didn't care. He's like, I can't reproduce. I can't even have sex. But I can say that I have the world's largest penis. He went to the physician and they did some uh, imaging tests. And it turns out it wasn't the length of his penis that was that long. By the way, he was stretching his penis since childhood to achieve this goal. But when they measured it from the actual uh, penile tissue versus the skin, it ended up being mostly foreskin. So he had like feet of foreskin stretched out and I guess it's something for everybody but 
he just wanted to have been known as the man with the world largest penis because in his culture, the larger your penis, the more of a man you are, even if you can't have sex. Wow. That, I saw that, that was just too much for me. <laughs> so I guess and what you're saying is that there's a such thing as too much. Absolutely. And there's also a such thing as too little. Yes, right? micropenis is a real medical condition. And right. that's something you can't help. So when the women are dealing with that, you know, and they can't get pleased, what you're saying is you shouldn't lead a relationship? I think there are other ways to uh, enhance your sexual relationship. There are sex toys available. There are other intimate things that you could do. Um, I personally can't say from experience I would know how to handle that, but there are other options out there. Sex toys industry is booming. There's something for everybody. So... I don't feel like sex toys should be used as a replacement. And there is a danger in using sex toys, even in the healthy sexual relationship that we'll talk about on another time. But sex toys are intended to enhance your experience, not replace your experience, but to enhance your experience. So if you are in a situation where your mate is incompetent or your um, <clears throat> female mate is unable to perform, you guys can think of new creative ways and that could be a whole new venture for you to bring a different level of intimacy to you. Find new ways, explore new methods of being intimate and enjoying mm -hmm. your sexual experience to the highest capacity possible. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, you know, as we as we come to a close, like I said, this topic is very deep. Uh, I know we said 12 points. We only touched on three. If you want to find out more about the 12 points of uh, to, to a great sexual experience, please, again, Email us at coachmylovetoday at gmail.com. Um, you can go online at www.coachmylove.com. Or you can go visit us and watch this broadcast and many of them on Coach My Love TV on and YouTube, right? Again, we are here to talk to you guys, to help you guys avoid broken hearts. We are really passionate about making sure that you have the most successful, healthy relationship that's possible. If you have any topics or anything you want us to talk about, any videos you want us to have a reaction to, please send it to us. Hit us up. We would love to uh, give you guys our opinion. Right? And guys, when you go into YouTube, it's Coach My Love TV. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. That's right. That's right. And what is, what is it that we always say at the end of these uh a broadcast, boo-boo. Yes. Always remember, never apply good information to a bad situation. That's right. Again, you know, there's a lot of sexual abuse out there. There's a lot of sexual dysfunction out there. If you need help, that's what we're here for. We're here to help you sweat through those issues, okay? So we love you guys. We appreciate you guys listening to us, talking to us. Again, we're talking about some sex, just touching on a couple of topics. Again, there are 12, 12 steps or, or pillars or I got to come up with a great name because <laughs> I know it's 12 criteria Criterias to experience a great sexual yes. experience. Yes. We can help you guys figure those out, help you guys to develop those, help you guys to work around issues that you have with those 12. We appreciate you guys. I am again, I am your certified coach, Michael and Siobhan. And we will be talking to you guys later. Peace out. Peace.